0: I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back.
1: Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. No soup for you. Welcome everyone to another episode of Sitcom My Face. I'm Nick Franco, and with me always Jay Bidwell. How are we doing this week, Jay?
0: Well, I'm still alive. Uh... That
1: that that is a good thing.
0: <laughs> the vaccine works. Woo! Dude, we don't know. We have no fucking proof that it works. We have no fucking proof that it don't work. I don't fucking know. But I'm still alive. So, and I don't feel terrible. So, you know, that's all you can ask for. Sweet. I still can't taste my beer, but um.
1: Well, oh okay. yeah, but but then again, you said you had that thing in the refrigerator so long that well probably lost a lot <laughs> yeah. of its taste anyway. He's like, why are you fucking drinking beer? You can't taste shit. I was like, well,
0: it's been sitting there so long, it probably doesn't taste like anything anyhow. So,
1: <laughs> but but hopefully you'll get the uh, the effects of beer anyway.
0: There was a lot of sediment in there, like ooh, <laughs> hanging out. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. The good beers have sediment anyway. But that's so why I poured it in a glass. Give it a little. <laughs> mm. Don't look at it. Just go away. Just go away. (laughs) It's in there somewhere. Now it's in here somewhere. Nice, nice. Anyway. Well, we're going to talk about the horniest courtroom in the history of times.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, dude. Which courtroom was that? Was that Devil's Advocate? I don't remember. Uh...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whichever one that Casey Anthony case took
1: place. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) 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 Man, you know them fuckers were like, man. I can't think straight because half of my blood's in my dick. So I guess let her go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on those light, light
0: notes, uh, no, we're we're actually talking about a different court. <laughs> somebody though, this guy named uh, Reinhold Wege, I believe he, he took yeah. in some court cases and decided, you know what? There's some comedy to be had in the judicial system. And he created the show for NBC called night court.
1: And I'm glad which, he did. <laughs>
0: oh my God. I fucking love this show just right out the gate i fucking love this show yeah for, um, for, for, first off great theme like oh when, yeah when, when you talk about one of great the themes. greatest instrumental themes for yes. a sitcom ever
1: yeah it's j- 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 just so like catchy you know you you start with the low bass and bam 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 bam, bam <laughs> and, then, and then you bam, get into that like it's like you're getting a little jazzy in that, and then you know, like that, you know, getting some 80 synth in there. and It's like doo, 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 doo. but um, <laughs>
0: bow bow bow
1: down. Yeah, it's exactly. So good. Horns and <laughs> and you know, usually I don't love instrumental
0: theme songs. I'm a guy who likes a, like a catchy little jingle with some mm-hmm. some words. I think this might be the best one that doesn't have words, in my opinion, my humble humble fat man who loves sitcoms opinion. <laughs>
1: No, I, you know what? I'm, I'm with you. Like, th- th- this is, you know what? This has got to be at least one of the top ones when it comes to just, as you said, just instrumental uh, si- sitcom theme songs.
0: Well, we talked about the Bob Newhart one where you're like, I mean, part of it's fun, but there's three different fucking songs jammed together. It, exactly.
1: <laughs> it It's like, they they took all the elements of jazz, including like sort of like the sporadic, well, it's like, oh, well, we started here. Oh, wait, now we're just into a different song. Uh, you know, we're gonna end it here, and it's not gonna sound like it actually ends.
0: What now, kids? <laughs> kids will know this theme song because of that one episode of Family Guy where Bill Clinton plays it on the saxophone. <laughs> 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 That's probably the only way younger people are
1: gonna know. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but but, it, but now it's available on IMDb TV. IMDb TV let you just spewing letters at me now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Z Q F
0: J L P. What? Yes, fuck, I'm, man. I'm having
1: an alphabet, uh, alphabet attack.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, this aired on uh, NBC from 84 to 92, and it's really a show that I it wasn't reran that much, right? Like, I haven't seen it in so many years. I think, like, A&E had it for a while. I
1: think you're right. Yeah, it was definitely on one of the other you know cable channels that you know it's like oh, okay not one of your primary cable channels like sort of like a tbs a tnt and he's definitely further down the scale
0: they really covered their bases with that title too arts and entertainment
1: what oh it, it's
0: pretty much got, anything yeah. <laughs> anything you want fucking slap that shit on there but this was a show that strangely i really loved as a kid which I, I don't understand it because if you watch it it doesn't feel like it would appeal to kids much right
1: no, it's it's a a, it does not feel
0: judicial f- fucking sitcom with all adults.
1: There's no children. No, no, yeah, you know, like they, you know, of course there are episodes with you know children or something, but yeah, it's They're not a child. <laughs> it's exactly, it's not a child-based sitcom. So yeah, and looking back, I,
0: I love, I still love it to this day, but I don't know why I loved it so much as a kid. I remember having a crush on Marky Post, R.I.P.
1: Oh, d- oh, definitely. With yeah.
0: her, you know, two story high shoulder pads.
1: <laughs> de- de- definitely that 80s look.
0: <laughs> and her <laughs> mullet. She had a fucking mullet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she yeah. Was like, she was still hot. I don't understand how she yeah. was still hot with a mullet. but
1: Oh, although I, I, I never, it's like, yeah, it, it was an odd name, Marky Post. You know, like, I, I love Marsha Roarfield, who played Roz in, you know, like, uh, what was it, season four on. Um, it's like, in her stand-up, she was talking about playing on Night Court, and she was talking, it's like, you know, what kind of name is Marky Post? It sounds like you're building a fence. It's like, okay, Markie Post, you know, Marky Post.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a show that was fucking ripe for cast changes, man. It is a weird show to watch. I, I didn't watch it this time straight through. I have seen all of these seasons. I have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me just grab my Uh-oh. mountain here of fucking DVDs just to posterity, but... There's nine seasons
1: that I have on DVD here. Nice. And and if I'm uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is one of the ones where after was it season three or four? It's like one of those like they uh, what, what do they call it? Like like sort of on demand burn kind of like, all right, here, here, here's so, the season. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't know what happened maybe the first 3 seasons didn't sell well but they did release the first 3 seasons on regular DVD. Right. And then after that they just stopped coming out and I was like what the fuck? And then one day they showed up on Amazon um as a what they call a print-on-demand title, print so on demand title you buy it That's the and word. then they so the, the they look fine. I mean they look like DVDs or decent quality for how many episodes are crammed on these but if you turn them over they are like blue on the bottom like a a burnable disc Mm -hmm. a rewrite disc um, but the cases they give you, they print out the artwork fine, but they give you the f- most flimsy fucking cases, which is why you can see some of them are green. Some are clear because I had to change <laughs> all the fucking cases out as I found. And, the and I they, they had
1: cases from like a, like a, fr- a freaking GameStop, you know? Yeah, had, <laughs> I, and it's not the
0: easiest to come across like multi-disc cases to fucking replace them with. So when I find a green one, I was like, oh, all right, the, that label's got a green season six on it. So I'll just throw a green case on that bitch. But. <laughs> um yeah it is one of the only seasons i or series i know that did that and i think it's got to be some warner brothers deal because i think a lot of the warner archive movies Mm -hmm. like which a lot of their classic archival warner brothers movies did that same thing so i I don't know maybe amazon secretly owns warner brothers and we just don't know it yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) they just haven't announced it yet (laughs) yeah so we can blame them for space jam or something i don't know
0: space jam new legacy
1: yeah the, yeah, the new Space Jam. Uh, I I have not watched it, and uh, that's on don't. purpose. And yeah, I, I mean,
0: not that Space Jam's a great movie, but the new one's just even dumber.
1: Yeah, I, I, I heard <laughs> much about it. Although it sounds like they did try to cram as much Warner legacy into it as possible.
0: They took the whole Warner archive and shoved it up Bugs Bunny's ass is what they did. <laughs> Maybe Amazon helped with that. I don't
1: know. Could be. <laughs> Could be, Doc. It's
0: an enema on demand.
1: <laughs> 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 Fuck.
0: But anyway, back to night court. One of the, I, I would say probably one of my maybe cracks the top five. It definitely cracks the top 10 for me.
1: Yeah. D- definitely top 10 for me. I got, I got to see about top five. Like, it's just like one of those ones that easily just put on an episode and enjoy it. It's not like, Oh, okay. You know, you got to really mine the gold type of thing. It's like, no, yeah, pretty much put on most episodes, and oh, yeah, you're, you're getting a good one.
0: So it takes place in, is it a Manhattan courthouse, yes. I think they say?
1: Yeah, it's a Manhattan um, courthouse. Well,
0: it, should it, we go no. through the cast real quick? I mean, just plow through the...
1: Yeah, well, let, let, let's go on as far... You know, you want to do it by season, kind of like who our cast was, or did you, you want to go,
0: just... if you If you want to go that deep, sure, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, well... I was just going to cover the heavy hitters, but yeah, we can go yeah, season well, one. I was
1: going to say, we, we can go over the ones that like the permanent, the, the heavy, like you said, the heavy hitters.
0: So season one, the only one that I know the show was actually written for, I think, was Selma Diamond, mm. who was actually a comedy writer.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that about her. Like I, I had seen her in other stuff, but I didn't know she was also a writer.
0: She wrote way back for like uh, Sid Caesar in the show of shows and shit Oh like my that. God, your show of shows. She was I guess a force in comedy, but I don't know if she was big an actress yet. Mm. Kind of like how they plucked Conan O'Brien from the writers room and threw him onto a talk show cuz y- y- was basically so funny. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, um, I I I remember his first episode too, like you know, watching his uh like a uh, uh, late night talk show and it's like wait, he he he's playing the Food Emporium theme song on a an acoustic guitar. What is the show? You know,
0: <laughs> Because Reinhold Weege, the creator of the show, he was a writer for MASH and Barney Miller. So I wonder if maybe she made the the rounds at those shows at some point or if Perhaps. she was just already just known throughout the comedy world.
1: Mm. But she
0: is actually said to be one of the inspirations for Sally on the Dick Van Dyke show in the writer's room. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, that's how, I guess, prolific she was at that point. Damn. And that was fucking, what, 60s?
1: Uh, Dick Van Dyke, was that late 50s or uh 60s? Yeah, no, yeah, I think you're right. 60s.
0: I think I read one time. Yeah, that 60, that was 61
1: the, to 66 was uh Van Dyke.
0: That might have been the last show to be entirely black and white, if I remember right. The you Dick Van Dyke correct. show. Because it came later. I think it was 60s. But it, by that point, a lot of shows were going color or at least did at some point in the run.
1: Right. Like, you know, you, you look at something like a Gilligan's Island. Yeah, it started black and white, became color. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Selma Diamond, I think she's very funny. She's your typical sassy old lady with the raspy voice. Mm-hmm. Always smoking a cigarette. I, it would have been interesting to see her continue, mm-hmm. but I did like I do like her eventual replacement as well. So it's hard to hard to call. So also in season one, the only three characters we have that go through the entire run of the show are
1: Judge Harry Stone, played by Harry Anderson. Great. Then we have Dan Fielding, the uh, the, the 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 DA uh, assistant DA. Played by John Laraquette. John Laraquette. And the- Played other, by that random
0: narrator from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and, know that? He
1: was the narrator for Texas Chainsaw No, Massacre. I didn't. Both of them, the original and the remake. Damn. But, but uh, the, and the other one is Richard Maul as, as
0: Bull, Bull Shannon.
1: Shannon. Now, extra points. Do you remember what Bull's full name is?
0: Oh, um, no, not offhand. I
1: don't. Maybe if you look into the future, you might find it. Hint. Right. Um. Nope. I don't remember it. <laughs> no, Nostradamus bullshit. Oh, Shannon.
0: right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: And and for though all those that remember the the movie Caveman, yeah, uh, Richard Mall was actually the the big uh. Arctic monster that they, uh, like, uh, def- you know, like thawed in the one cave. <laughs>
0: well, ironic, because he's also a caveman in the Flintstones live-action movie with John Goodman.
1: There we he go. He works
0: at the rock quarry with, with Fred. <laughs>
1: and... For, Back to uh, our honeymooners. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, for, for those on the uh, superhero, uh, superhero end of the uh, scale there, he also played Two-Face from batman the animated yes, I did series see that. The, 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 he was the, also
0: a villain in the spider-man cartoon i forget which one though
1: oh i believe you're right uh no let's see it wasn't i
0: want to uh, say scorpion is that one of them
1: it could be it could be because he didn't i know he didn't play is he Hobbs green Goblin. with a horn what's that
0: is, he, is what's the character that's i think he's green with a horn
1: Green with a horn no, let's see. Well, oh, okay, wait. Scorpion's got a tail that has like a little stinger Maybe. thing on it. Yeah, he's it's, on. It's always I like... was
0: shocked when I saw he was Two-Face. I was like, I had no fucking idea.
1: Yeah, that, that one shocked me too because I'm like, I know this voice. Yeah, it's, and it's good. But it's like, who is this? Yeah, no, that was R- Richard Moll.
0: <laughs> Richard Moll, very, very tall. Very tall, man. You 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 younger folks might know him from Scary Movie 2. He's the ghost in Scary Movie 2. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, I guess he was doing a, he was doing some sci-fi movie or something. And he was, he was um, a creature effects or a makeup type of actor. Mm-hmm. So he came into the audition bald because he had been working on some sci-fi movie and they loved his look and were like, Hey, can you stay bald? And he said something like, yeah, I'd shave my ass to get this role. Like, <laughs> <laughs> heads fine. Nice. So John Lyricette, like I said, he was the narrator for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre which is bizarre i don't know what else he was super big for before this but as dan uh, fielding he fucking shines on this show
1: not only did he shine in playing dan fielding he also won four primetime emmys for playing dan fielding
0: he had to tell them to stop giving him emmys did you see yeah. that <laughs> yes he literally he won four to- four years in a row i think and he was like I need you to take me out of consideration for future <laughs> Emmys for this role because he said, well, he was, I mean, he's being polite, but he's like, I yeah. want to blend in and I don't want to, he said, I don't want my future career to be all this.
1: Yeah. All based on playing right. Dan Fielding,
0: but which is his way of saying, I know I'm amazing. Can you fucking stop? Like, cause I assume that his co-stars, some of them may have been in the same category and were are maybe not getting noms because of,
1: well, um, I know, or at least not winning. I, yeah, Harry Anderson was like nominated a couple of times, but he didn't win. Paula Kelly also w- was nominated uh, one time. Wait, the she and was and Diamond too. Paula was
0: nominated for the one season she was on, and they fired her. Yeah. What the fuck? So she was an actress in the first season. She was the original defense attorney. Yes, African American and- woman. She was Liz. I think her name was the character. Yes.
1: Yeah. Li- li- uh, Liz Williams.
0: Yes. So I thought she was good. She was, she was the most real. I feel like of the characters. She was kind of the one that grounded it a little bit for me.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah she, she
0: wasn't she, wacky. She wasn't any of that, but she, right. was, she played it. She played it well. So you're telling me that she won and she's the one they fired for not being that interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a weird choice. Like in your first year, I know the show didn't do real well in the first season, Mm-hmm. but for there to be already Emmy's flying at it that's pretty crazy that they would now yeah. I know marky post was the first choice did you know that
1: that I didn't know
0: she was the first choice for the role but she couldn't do it because she was uh contractually obligated to the fall guy yep
1: yeah i I, uh, saw, which, I saw that because uh marky post does appear in season two
0: mm-hmm. uh that's right, one a, episode like i guess one star episode
1: as like a fill-in public defender and then yeah, you know, like she's not seen for the rest of the season because she was, again, still on the fall guy as a regular.
0: So uh, Yeah, it almost makes you go, they were just looking for any excuse to get rid of these Defender characters just in the hopes that maybe she
1: would someday be available. It's like, Mark, are you ready yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> we'll okay. Hold on. We got you. someone it's else like to on the, in. Um,
0: It's like on All in the Family when they wanted uh, Sherman Hemsley for George Jefferson, but he was contractually obligated to something else. So they just kept having his brother show up instead. <laughs> Every, every scene that would have been George just was like his brother. And then one day like, oh, George is back. <laughs> and here he is. And the, the brother just disappears. <laughs> Thanks for being our placeholder, you fuck.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't wait until we do that show. I, I, I just listened to a uh a, a two-parter uh, on uh Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. They had uh, Sally Struthers on. Oh, my God, the stories that she had.
0: Gilbert Gottfried, a regular in the ninth season here. Yes, Nightcare.
1: he was as as Oscar.
0: I just saw a really funny, um, just like a twenty second thing on YouTube. It was like a an old TNT Up All Night ad, and it was Gilbert Gottfried was hosting like a horror movie marathon. Yep, and it was him and Pinhead. Oh my God! Promoting like Hellraiser three. So you got Gilbert Gottfried with the fucking
1: Gilbert Gottfried. He's got the little Hellraiser box.
0: He's like, how the hell do you open this thing? (laughs) And Hellraiser's like I will take your soul. And he's like, Whatever, dude. Like, we'll figure it out tonight on Hellraiser three or some shit. It's like, what a weird time. What a weird time the nineties was.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and I remember that it was he he was one of the hosts and Rhonda Shear was the other.
0: I don't know who the fuck that is.
1: Look look her up. You you'll be happy you did.
0: <laughs> Rhonda Shear boobies. <laughs> Anytime anyone tells me to Google any actress, I just gotta add boobies in there. <laughs> I uh, want the first time I see them to be naked. No, just kidding.
1: But but anyway, yeah, but Harry we, Anderson.
0: We got to talk about Harry Anderson too. Harry Anderson. He was one of the first people I remember seeing as like a guest act on SNL. Ah. I don't remember them doing that very much. Mm-hmm. Like, do you? Like he would? He came on as like a guest comedian and actor, but I don't think he was the host.
1: No, I don't. Or no, not man, actor, but a yeah,
0: comedian and magician.
1: They actually there was a time that they were going through that you also had uh, another person that showed up once or twice was Joel Hodson do you know Joel Hodson no do you know the show Mystery Science Theater 3000 mm-hmm. he's the creator of Mystery Science Theater 3000 okay and was he was a guest like comic on there yeah it, it, it's like yeah he, he was very he had a very like uh low-key stonerish attitude. It's like, you know, in the morning, I'm a ventriloquist at night. And all of a sudden, the ventriloquist dummy all of a sudden would turn into a gun. It's like, I'm Agent J. It's like this very stoner-esque delivery.
0: Well, Harry, much like Tony Danza, apparently can't remember his own name because he always played characters named Harry.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even on Cheers, he was like, Harry. On this, he's ha-. It's like, wow. Although... <laughs> On Dave's World, I've never seen it, but I have to assume oh, yeah. because he's a star, he played Dave, Dave not Harry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I, I remember one or two episodes watching of Dave's World. It, it was okay, but yeah, I just remember it just not being. Yeah, because when I saw he was going to be honest, like Harry Anderson, yes, because my, my exposure really to Harry Anderson was night court. And he is great as Judge Harry Stone.
0: Yes. Yeah, he's perfect. And the joke, I guess, is that he's the youngest judge in history.
1: One of the episodes, they actually had a contest to figure out, like, a, like a pool, who, who, uh, like, like, how old is Harry?
0: Well, they say it in one episode that he, they say his actual age, that he, how he got it at this, the youngest. I think it was thirty-three or thirty-four, something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, it, it was definitely like low mid. Because another
0: judge comes in who's younger and is about to like beat his record, and he's pissed. <laughs> He's almost like just dis- dis- trying to decide if he's going to sabotage this kid to wait another mm-hmm. year.
1: But yeah, no, no. But uh, Har- Harry is funny. And like, yeah. And on that episode, yeah, the, the winner of the, uh, the 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 pool to guess his actual age was um somebody with the initials HTS. <laughs> it was Harry. He <laughs> he knew his age. So, of course, he got Earl the right stone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> In the pilot, too, they mentioned, I think that. He, they said he only got the job because he was the only one home on a Sunday when they made the call?
1: Yes. Yeah, th- <laughs> there was a stack of, of of names like folders that they had to go through. And because it was a Sunday, most people weren't home. Harry happened to be home. So the, 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 re- the reason he became a, uh, a judge was he answered.
0: So who who do we've not covered in the first season? Well, Bull, we talked about him a little bit. We about uh Lana? What was, I forget the actress Austin? Kirsten Austin or something Yeah, Kirsten Austin. Austin.
1: Yeah, she, she she played um uh, uh Lana something. Yeah, L- L- Lana Wa- Wagner, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that
0: sounds right. Wagner,
1: yep. Wagner. And yeah, because I remember she was engaged, but you could tell they were you know, they were trying to do the whole chemistry and like love interest for Harry was Lana.
0: Yeah, she, I guess, just developed Bell's palsy at some point during the show, and they actually just got rid of her because they said it was affecting her acting, which I never really thought of it, rewatching them, and when you really look for it, I didn't really notice anything off, did you? No,
1: no, no, and I know people that have actually had Bell's palsy. And and she went on to have a career after this, so I mean... Right, so, you know, like, sometimes it's a very short time you have it, sometimes it lasts a while so I don't know oh, it's I, not like a permanent thing no no, no oh, I, wow. actually uh, 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 a guy that I worked with actually had it and basically like for a while like kind of like part of his face was kind of if you want to say like frozen but oh, okay but like after time like he regained function and
0: the only thing I could think is maybe they had to do a bunch of takes for her or something to get it or maybe that was it. Maybe. maybe it was more it wasn't on screen the issue. Maybe it was behind the scenes causing issues. It could be. I mean, she's okay. She's not the most interesting character ever. She's kind of bland.
1: Yeah. So
0: season season two, we get Selma through on season two. And then you was it season two where we also get the new Ellen Foley? Is that her name?
1: Ellen Foley, yes. She she played Billy. Billy
0: Young and well, again they wanted barky post co- still couldn't get her so they had to find some other blonde to fill the role
1: right and again yep love interest for harry now yeah,
0: weird huh you, everyone's you, a fucking love interest for harry in this show i'm not gonna I, yeah my dan I, is the one who they write as the horny guy later throughout the th- but correct harry is fucking everybody in this show <laughs> not the main cast no 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 fucking all every woman who comes on the show the the nun. Like, yeah, the that was the chick from Child's Play.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, like she's there, like, and she's laughing at all Harry's jokes, and she decides to leave the convent.
0: Do you remember what sitcom she's from? She started in a sitcom.
1: Oh, uh, what the hell was it?
0: It was a spinoff of The Golden Girls.
1: Oh shit! What was that called? That was an Empty, empty nest. nest. It was Empty Nest. Okay, yeah, With, uh, Richard uh, Mulligan. And, uh, and the white-haired
0: guy—I don't know his name—but he's awesome. I used to love that show too.
1: And uh, what's his name it was on that too? Uh, David Leisure, right? He was the neighbor. The yeah, he, he uh, was the Dan Fielding of
0: Empty yeah. Nest.
1: And, and, and uh, what's He he also played, if you remember these old commercials, Joe Asuzu.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Yeah, I liked Empty Nest, and that's another one that I don't—I don't think that reruns, and I don't see DVDs or anything. No, anywhere.
1: I haven't seen it in a
0: long time. And for it to be a spinoff of the Golden Girls, you would think. That actually ran for quite a few years, I think. Yeah. but Yeah, I saw that actress and she's – she's I know her from that and I know her from – she's the one that Chucky throws out the window.
1: Oh, God. In the very first Child's Play. <laughs> she's
0: one of Chucky's very first victims.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but again, yeah, she was a love interest for Harry. Yeah, we could also just talk about the episode Rusky Business. Mm-hmm. The Russian – Yeah, the, the – the, the, um, yeah, Was like, that the, the Yakov episode too, right? Yeah, Yakov Smirnov episode. Yeah, that was like I think his second uh, episode because he, he actually he was showed in up five. in an. Er- what was that?
0: He was in five episodes.
1: Oh, he was in five episodes. Okay, so yeah. maybe it wasn't his second ep- uh, episode because he early on he was in an episode. So, so mean, he- we can
0: just jump into that episode since that was one of our actual topics, right?
1: Yeah. Some like it hot season
0: one. This he's Russian. He shows up in the courtroom and there's a, a language barrier, as you say. Yeah. So the, of course the only words that they say jokingly that he recognizes are things like torture and jail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> jail? No! no! <laughs> oh, no. Torture? <laughs> no! <laughs>
0: and then he's like, uh, you know, giant ass bull comes up and he's like, I'm going to take you to the back. And he's like,
1: oh, no!
0: <laughs> uh, this is an episode that I chose because I think it's a, it's a good example of the show's mix of comedy and heart. Yeah. Especially early first season episodes they get real heavy handed, real hammy and a little corny at times. Mm-hmm. But I think this, there's this a real strong point of the show is the comedy is always very well written and they know, I think, when to undercut the heart and when to let it play. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. They do m- more of the weaving of the comedy and heart throughout a scene late, like as the show goes on. But even in those early seasons, I think this is a good one where this character is fucking hysterical. And I know Yakov Smirnoff as a name, as a comic name. Yeah. But even having seen this show and known and loving that character, I didn't know that was him.
1: Okay. And his fucking name is Yakov. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> like Maybe that was one of the things, you know, like a Harry and a, and right. a Tony Danza. It's like, yeah, he must always be a uh, character named Yakov.
0: But I think this episode is very funny, and I think it's got a very good balance of, of the comedy in the heart mm-hmm. what'd you think of this one
1: i don't know I, I totally agreed also just to get to the uh titling of the episode the some like it hot one it's um yeah because they dress
0: up as ladies and no. <laughs> yeah no 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 <laughs> wrong some like
1: it hot oh sorry <laughs> no but uh, uh Yakov is dealing in stolen merchandise like uh watches they don't know if he actually knows that it's stolen, or you know, like if someone took advantage of him and he's just trying to resell it. the The other thing is because he thinks he's going to go to jail and be tortured and that because as you know, a he language has this, barrier again at the time you're talking about we're still within the Cold War between the U.S. and Russia. They're playing up to that. It's like, oh no, he's going to be like taken away and be tortured and that. So what he does is he grabs. A uh, can of uh gasoline from uh wh- wh- what was the guy's name art right the um, art is
0: the maintenance guy maintenance who actually guy. is in what is he in 37 episodes of the show he's yeah. throughout the entire thing basically
1: correct Th-
0: this show is amazing with its little kind of guest stars like that because there are little characters like art for and later on phil yep who they show up and, you know, three, four episodes a season, but they're in all the fucking seasons.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it's strange like that. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if it was because of particular scheduling for like the person or something like that, mm-hmm. that it's like, yeah. oh, he couldn't be in all the episodes or most of the episodes. But yeah, you would have these characters like Art and Phil. For a show
0: with crazy cast changes, the, some of the continuity is pretty impressive. Yes. The fact that this one main, I think this is the only episode he's in the first season. But then later on, mm. he shows up in like multiple per season. Definitely. But anyway, this, yeah, this, so Yakov douses himself with fucking gasoline, gasoline and has a lighter and is basically in the courtroom threatening to set himself on fire. But they can't communicate with him because they can't understand each other. So um, we get this sitcom thing we talked about even what two episodes ago with the handcuffs. He ends up handcuffing Liz and Dan together. Mm-hmm. they don't go full out with it though Like they don't no. do a whole lot with it it's basically they're handcuffed together and Dan's got a piss and they make a few jokes about well we can go and he's like, like nope you
1: know. nope yeah like you know he's he's holding it in <laughs> but um the, the, the other um, piece of things is what you're talking about when you also said they also have the great balance of comedy and heart and you definitely see it in this episode because of the language barrier, they're waiting for someone to come to, you know, like, um, translate for um, Yakov, the, the, where they finally get someone, do you remember wh- where they finally get someone that can speak Russian? They ordered Russian food. <laughs> oh, right,
0: because at the end they're eating it, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. they order Russian food, so it's like, oh, can you, can, can you send someone over that, you know, like uh can speak Russian? It's like, oh, uh, they'll send someone over only if we order. Oh, and uh, $20 minimum for delivery. <laughs> this, is a, this is a very
0: common formula for this show where basically you set up the case. There's something crazy happens, not always to this extent, but there's a lot of episodes where a guy ends up on a ledge, is threatening to jump, mm-hmm. something like that, and Harry has to talk him off. Not the metaphorical ledge, the literal ledge. Correct. Death is super, super common in this show. Not only yeah. do characters actually die sometimes, but they're like, everyone wants to fucking kill themselves in
1: this yeah, show. Yeah, the, 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 there's are a lot of uh, perilous situations, we'll say. Yeah. People are
0: always like, I'll kill myself. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this is a Thursday night comedy show. But yeah, uh, so it always comes down to the Harry's heart. His hairy ass heart. <laughs> getting <laughs> getting uh to the real issues with these people i remember a first season episode with michael j fox shows up yeah i, I think he's that like was the second
1: tw- epi- second or third episode that's the yeah. one with santa claus
0: he's a very like distraught young man and th- he had to give he's always hugging he's a big hugger yeah he's he's uh he's um danny tanner in that sense he's always got to hug everyone and mm-hmm. make them feel better
1: now that, that that's a great analogy of uh harry <laughs> He's the Danny Tanner of Night Court,
0: yeah. R.I.P. Bob Saget.
1: Oh uh, yes, yes. yes, yes uh, sorry to uh, you know, for anyone that does not know the news, but you know, uh, Bob. I'm trying to remember Bob left, left us, and well, but we did know. I think well on our uh, our uh, watch along, we uh, uh, talked about Betty White uh, briefly too. So. Yeah, Both we've, we've, of which we'll be
0: having episodes where we discuss them greatly coming up here.
1: Correct. But um but yeah, no. Speaking
0: ha- of actually speaking of celebrities dying, most of this fucking cast is dead now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they lost two it, of them was just past not too year. long ago. Marky Post has died of cancer and um, Charles, Charles Robinson. Robinson, who played Mac beginning, I think, season three.
1: I believe so, yeah
0: um who I also loved as a character on the show he he just Mm -hmm. died as well he was a mixture of I think cancer and cardiac arrest
1: I think you're right they were
0: 70 he was 75 and I think she was 70 which is crazy to even think they were that old because it doesn't feel like it but
1: no although Charles Robinson seemed to like like I kind of remember him longer for some odd reason but and he just like showed up in I think more stuff too like what wasn't he also the dad in um Something about Mary when uh <laughs> uh wasn't he the No, one? that was Keith David, but I think oh, the, that was wife, Keith David. Yeah, the wife was
0: Marky Post. That's why I watched
1: Marky Yeah, they, they, that's why I got screwed up. Yeah. I'm like, wait, is that uh, Charles Robinson?
0: Charles Robinson was also on Mom, I guess, for a bunch of episodes, like seven mm-hmm. episodes. And uh, Home Improvement for nine episodes, which I don't really remember him on there, but I haven't watched Home Improvement in a while. I'm sure we'll get to that show someday. Right. Marky Post Something about Mary, and she was also Elliot's, was her name Elliot? Uh, Sarah Chalk's character on Scrubs. I believe she was her mom.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which, uh, she actually kind of looks like her, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd say that's some good casting. think about it, yeah.
0: (laughs) She also had the, remember when I asked you to name off John Ritter sitcoms, the one you didn't name was uh, Hearts of Fire, and that was the one that starred John Ritter and Marky Post. Wow. And Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing no, no, nothing nothing <laughs> says, says uh, sitcom like Billy Bob Thornton.
0: Yeah. Paula <laughs> Kelly actually died too. She died in 2020. She was Liz the first. When mm-hmm. we talked about there. And Harry died in 2018. Yeah. Which so, sucks as well. Weird. Uh and th- three uh 30 Rock did do a reunion thing that got us a little bit of them. I think it was those three, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Mar- Harry, Mar- Mar- Marky Harry and uh Charles
0: Wow, the three that are gone there. Weird. Yeah. Uh I know John Larriquette said that he was upset they didn't ask him to do it. I wonder what that was about. I don't know. They said they don't they didn't think he'd be available. And I I wonder what Bull wasn't on there, as I recall, either. No. That's hmm. that's strange. We were on the Some legged like Hot episode.
1: Okay, we, we were still on the Sum Like It Hot, so okay, but anyway. Ha- Basically ha- Harry talks him out of it. Right. Talks the lighter
0: out of his hand and basically drops all charges. He's like, hey, we're not going to pursue anything here. Cause he, he assumes that, that some- he's not the crook. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that someone didn't took know advantage of
1: him. Right. Be, Which being is that, like, th- the, the language barrier exists. He's like, ah, fuck it.
0: You didn't know that was stolen. Let's all go to dinner. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> how many judges would, do- how do you do that though? You just go, eh, it, innocent. <laughs> right. Yeah, the paperwork.
1: I was, was going to say, yeah, I, I don't know if I've seen uh, many courtroom things there with, eh, fuck it, you know, like the judge, you know?
0: yeah. <laughs> I worked on a movie one time where the, it was going so poorly, the direct, and I wasn't a lead and I was just an extra, but uh, the director got to the point where he was just like, fuck it, moving on. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we'll, even yell cut anymore. We'll get back it, to it. As yeah. <laughs> soon as you hear him go, we'll fix it in post. There was a funny reference in this episode that made me laugh about the, uh, they're talking about how hot it is, and they look at Dan. They're like, can you, you just notice he never sweats? Bull goes, snakes never sweat. And he goes, where'd you hear that? Or where'd you see that? At the dentist office, which is that like a uh, reference to Highlight Magazine or something like that. <laughs> what a strange pull. What a strange pull from Bull.
1: Yes. It, it, like yeah, it, That character was great for these just like o- off the wall, kind of like, like, what? <laughs>
0: yeah you just picture him in the waiting room reading his little kids magazine you go oh snakes don't sweat <laughs> huh, I'll use that someday <laughs> somewhere down the road you remember uh Bull's catchphrase which I love I think is in this episode as well
1: uh wait uh he had a
0: one word catchphrase that he uses a lot throughout the show
1: Wait, was it okay no yep yeah okay. it is yeah. okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I loved also like that. He always like stood under those like lights because like uh, like had giant tits on his head. Yeah. What was it? Dan alludes to it. I think in the first season,
0: (laughs) that's why they put him next to Selma too. It's because the the height difference.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You would see her like
0: neck up and the camera would be at his belly button and shit, which is always a funny little visual.
1: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of how tall he actually was. I think he might have been like 6'7", six, 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 maybe. He, he he was pretty tall because Harry was actually tall, and Bull was taller than him.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Selma died after season two, and they brought in Flo- Florence. Uh, was that her real name as well? Wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. F- so F- and Florence then she unfortunately she
0: was kind of a hey, she was kind of a carbon copy of Selma. They yeah. want, they want another uh, gruff old woman. She unfortunately died after one season.
1: Yeah. Also of cancer.
0: So, oh, oh, yeah. Also of cancer. So when they were going into season four, they're like, well, fuck, we better get somebody younger. Uh, and they found this is our last cast member. We haven't discussed, right?
1: Correct. Uh, Roz, uh, 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 of, the, of the heavy hitters. Yeah,
0: right. So Raz. Uh, who is uh Marsha Warfield? I believe her name is. Yes, Marsha Warfield, and she apparently got her start on the uh, Richard Pryor show, which I believe was his sketch show in the seventies.
1: Yeah, I I remember actually watching that like years ago.
0: I know there's an, actually a DVD of that out. I believe the complete series. Uh, I, I'd love to see of. that again. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't. I've I've only seen clips of it. Uh, but she looked really young in the clip that I saw. Of I was like, wow. <laughs> um, so she had a interview. I seen. And they were joking with her, like, oh, you know, you got a death curse. You're coming into a role that was played by two women who are now dead over three seasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, oh, man, I'm really sorry that two people had to die for me to get here. She goes, but I would have killed a few more. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you would assume she's grateful for the role.
1: Yeah, that, 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 that's definitely also up her alley as far as the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so, thankfully, she
0: didn't die and she ended up hanging out the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. and is actually probably one of my favorite absolute favorite characters
1: oh no, agreed like it's like w- w- when dan would say some like something like lecherous or something like that she'd give it right back to him
0: they had a lot of episodes i think there was at least four of them that they called like a day in the life episodes did you catch any of those
1: i didn't get to watch any but i saw you know like those you know marks it was I, like
0: a day in the life another day in the life yet another day in the life and st- still a day in the life some shit like that and they were they would do like power through a shit ton of cases they'd, they'd they'd introduce some ticking clock where like oh by midnight we have to get through this many cases or everyone's set free or something like that mm-hmm. so they became kind of these interesting let's just plow through fucking 50 cases and they're the most goofy random shit ever did you did you catch the one where wily e. coyote showed up no, I didn't get. I didn't see that one. Wiley Coyote is on trial for going after the. Re- <laughs> oh <laughs> He's
1: my like, god! Leave that bird
0: alone. <laughs> and it's actually like an animated Wiley Coyote in the freaking
1: holy crap. But yeah, like I, I know they had a lot of odd characters. uh, You know, come through a lot of uh, ladies of the night. In in fact, some recurring ones too. Like uh oh, uh, who was the one lady uh. Uh, that that was on there. Like I, I think it was first season. She seemed to be a re, a repeat uh, person. Uh, something like Carla B or something like that. <laughs> not not Cardi B, but um. <laughs> Good God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of, Car, ca, ca, um, Carla Bouvier. <laughs> no one of the, known as Carla B.
0: One of the people most thankful for Night Court was Mel Torme, a singer. Yep. Who he 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 gave credit to the show for rejuvenating his career. Yeah. Through. Uh Harry, the main character, loves Mel Tormea and eventually even has his photo up in his office. I think he has it on his desk in the early seasons and then a giant poster in the back in later seasons.
1: Right. Yeah, because I think the giant poster for a while was like Marilyn Monroe, I think was It was some old actress. I don't yeah. think it
0: was Marilyn, but it was old. It wasn't Marilyn Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. It was definitely like an like a, an old a Marilyn
0: type for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Mel Torme was like, oh, thank you. You rejuvenated my career. And he ended up doing a bunch of guest spots mm-hmm. to the point where Harry yeah. Anderson actually did his eulogy.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: I don't know if they became that tight or whatever, if it was just kind of like a, you know, thanks. But I thought that was pretty interesting. What's the uh, data from um, oh, Star Trek? Uh, What's his name? Bre- Brent Spiner. He's in a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. as the like the what was the the like poor family? Were they, were they from Russia, too? Or are they from?
1: uh they no, no 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 they, they, they're, they're kind of like mountain people or something right
0: they were from another country though
1: but ba- ba- bob and june i think were, were the uh yeah they were from another oh, country right. yeah, uh what are they supposed to be uh like you're but, yeah Stabian they talk like simple
0: hill folks yeah he's in a couple episodes they actually asked him to be a main cast member i guess but he was he ended up getting star trek i think at that point
1: yeah the yeah the uh the next generation was that really on that early
0: must have been like Um, season three or something.
1: Yeah, let's see. It started in 87, I want to say.
0: Yeah, this started in 84. So, yeah, I mean, he did a couple episodes in the early seasons, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yakov was in five of them. There was a bunch of episodes where he's like, oh, I got to find my brother. And then the other Russian where he's trying to get um, a passport.
1: Yeah, he he wants to get a visa to go back to, to Russia because his mother is sick. That was another one
0: crazy guest stars in this show man we talked about the where um johnny carson fucking shows up in the one yeah. episode of, of all like, like, I've cameos never seen johnny carson do a fucking
1: yeah i don't remember him sitcom. ever doing like cameos like that on like any show like i as, talked as, about as far one, as modern shows yeah
0: i almost chose it but it, beca- it became a little similar to the some Legged hot episode the one with don uh, don Cheadle shows up terry hatcher shows up for an episode or two it's like just uh was it jack riley the guy we talked about from new heart
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah bob he was newhart show.
0: he was one of bob newhart's patients on the bob newhart show and he plays i think i what i'd say five different characters on this show
1: yeah five different people he just keeps
0: showing up like i was watching one where dan's in the hospital and he's his doctor i'm like what the fuck this guy is everywhere all of a sudden you know <laughs> once you start paying attention a lot of the same people start popping up J-
1: john aston what, what, oh, yeah. what, uh, what was it uh, he's uh harry's step uh, stepdad i think amazing guest stars in this people who even before they were famous they weren't
0: even guest stars at the time but later became fucking famous so you're like holy shit mm-hmm. what well, do you want to hop into our next episode
1: yeah why don't we hop into it's the?
0: it's a giant fucking sandwich of an episode uh yeah just a little bit <laughs> so night Court, I, I i looked this up one day too and i think i messaged you there was like 12 I think that I counted multi-part episodes
1: right this has got to be more than any fucking show I've ever seen And when we talk about multi-part episodes we're not just talking about like a two-parter some of them had three or four parts
0: yeah it's nuts it's fucking I've never seen a sitcom have this many in fact when I was going through watching it what I did was I chose one disc per season Mm -hmm. and they're all like three discs and I'd pop it in and some of them fucking discs would have a two, start with a two parter, end with a two parter. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. And then I was like, well, this day, I was watching the this one that we're going to talk about here. Danny got his gun. And I watched an episode, and then part two started. And I was like, oh, well, I guess well, I messaged you. I was like, oh, we should talk about this one. It's kind of funny. And
1: then there was a fucking part three episode. Yeah. Like, and Christ. that actually, it's the end of season five, beginning mm-hmm. of season six. Like, it spanned seasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, you end season five with it. And then you start the first two episodes of season six. <laughs> I will
0: say, I don't know that any of these episodes that are two-parters here actually warrant two parts. I think they're a little sloppy in that Yeah, way.
1: It's, it's definitely, they could have cut it, at least just that one because it's three parts. It definitely could have been just two parts.
0: But this one, I figured we should talk about at least one of the multi-part episodes because there are so many. Mm-hmm. And of the ones I watched, I thought this was the most interesting comedically of them right so the first episode is pretty basic you're still in the courtroom and dan is we find out a part of the army reserve correct and is basically called to action and is a sniveling coward when it comes to it and is terrified of you know going to war and dying in action but he really doesn't even know where he's going yet
1: yeah i i love the fact of like when dan talks about being in the army reserves it's like oh it's it's one weekend a month and 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 uh, two weeks uh, a year, and what does Bull say from that? It's like going to the bathroom. <laughs> One weekend a month and two weeks throughout the year. <laughs> so he, eventually, he gets to the
0: point where he's trying to everyone. He's trying to make everyone help him get out of it. And a lot of fu- a lot of funny bits come from that, including Phil, uh, another character who shows up. He was in like thirty-five episodes, I believe, of the show. Right. He he pretends to be gay in front of the the colonel. Is it a colonel? Is
1: that what he is? Yeah, uh, there there were two. There was uh, the general a, or
0: the colonel, whatever the fuck.
1: It's like uh, you, you never had to take a piece of shrapnel out of your uh, head with a penknife, have you? Yeah, it's like it's like oh no, you got me there. <laughs> and, and and of course the you, you remember what the mission was going to be.
0: When they finally told him,
1: yeah. When they finally told him what his mission was going after, to he's be.
0: tried after he's tried everything to get out of it. He finds out that this beautiful woman is going to be basically on an island with him, and they're wearing like speedos and bikinis.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the people the the people of the island don't wear many clothes, and some some of them gotta even no in. clothes. <laughs> so they
0: give him a camo speedo.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but now he's already ruined it by pretending that he's injured
1: yeah well first yeah like injured but then he's like oh i'm I'm feeling better yeah but then phil comes along with with the flowers and basically pretending of course
0: back then we did we still have don't ask don't tell or is that not in place yet i don't think that was
1: in place yet (laughs) was that clinton Was that a clinton thing yes that was a uh, clinton uh thing yet
0: so i don't yeah i don't think they really wanted gays in the military though so he makes this whole thing up with phil comes in like oh i'm I love you, honey, and he's like, "Oh, he, dude, don't worry about
1: this guy. He's just lost." And he goes, "Yes, I'm lost without you." And all this shit. <laughs> so they they have an alternate mission for him, which is now down in, well, not down, uh, up in the uh the 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 Arctic Circle area. Yeah, they said he's going to be giving prostrate exams to polar bears. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Phil Phil's funny as a character. He's he's always a character that shows up. He's like this kind of sloppy bum who's always screwing up. But he, he's a character that plays with Dan mostly. Yeah, and Dan's always trying to find a way to take advantage of him to do yeah. his bidding or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. F- Phil is always like kind of looking up to him. And it's like oh, you're like you know like 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 Dan means everything to him. Like you know he he's he thinks like, they're
0: best friends, but Dan just treats him like shit and uses exactly. Him. I think there was a. Another multi-parter later where Phil, like, embezzled a bunch of money or something and then blamed Dan for it, but then, like, couldn't go through with it. So he finally okay. had to, like, come back and confess or some shit.
1: Okay, I gotta catch that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and this guy actually, he plays a bum a lot. I think that was, like, his shtick as an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, he played this character, this greasy bum character for comedy in a lot of different shows. It, Not it, all named it, Phil, but they were that exact same character.
1: Almost kind of like he's a cousin to uh, G- Jimmy Ignatowski from uh, Taxi or something. That's, that's <laughs> what he seems like. So that
0: part one of this ends with uh, them getting the tele- the singing telegram. He makes it a singing telegram of the news that Dan's plane has gone down in the Arctic. Yes. And we, we open up with them now thinking uh, he's been missing for two weeks and he is pronounced dead basically they can't find him they think he's been eaten by a polar bear or drowned mm-hmm. um but he's not where
1: is he hanging out with <laughs> hey ba- ba- basically the indigenous people of the arctic the eskimos <laughs> the most racist eskimo <laughs> yeah that, that, that part of it was like oh god yeah they they, they went so They're stereotypical all named, like canuck
0: and a mook and g- going yeah, like, glop, glop. you're like holy shit <laughs>
1: I was like, "Oh my god!" And I think the the one girl, I think she actually played Nurse Kelly on Mash, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Amy Hill, the one who plays uh, the large Eskimo lady, Nam Nam Namilama, that one.
1: Namilama. I, I, so she's what? the
0: she's the neighbor from Next Friday. That's what I know her most from. Oh, okay. She's like the the neighbor, old neighbor lady who like smokes weed all the time. <laughs> she's like, "What up, my homies?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all Asian. I don't know if they're supposed to, if they're actually Eskimo. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think they all are. Especially
0: when Kelly who shows up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know so, what? Maybe uh, that's
1: why I'm getting myself mixed up. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, I'm thinking Kelly. It's like, yeah, because uh, the actress that played uh, Nurse Kelly was, I think, also named Kelly
0: on uh, MASH. <laughs> he wake- Dan wakes up next to a seal. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get some fun some fun seal bits in here. Arr, arr, arr. Mm.
1: and and uh of course now i'm thinking of a uh of this this one song that used to be on the dr Tomento show it's like it's like they, they i pulled into a shell station they said i'd blown a seal he said fix the damn thing and leave my private life out of it yeah yeah so you get a lot of uh indigenous type
0: jokes about like mm-hmm. you don't have a phone he's like my cousin has a phone where's your cousin seattle He goes, how do you people communicate? And he says, so like, uh, plane. He goes, well, when's the next plane out of here? And he's like, morning. And he goes, when's morning? He goes, April. April. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp. <laughs> like, a lot of that kind of stupid shit. We keep cutting back between Dan with the Eskimo family and the court, which, you know, they're basically planning for his funeral. Right. So they're, they're bringing in, like, his belongings, and he's got, like, the blow-up doll and the whip and the... The corset and all this shit because he's the horn dog.
1: But but then, you know, they're, they're going over his will. That it's yes. like, oh, okay. You know, like who who gets, you know, like what there? And, you know, Christine gets the jewelry box.
0: Christine's jewelry box is pretty great. She opens it up and this hand pops out and just grabs her tit. <laughs> and Roz is like, oh, the first dead man to grope from beyond the grave. Yeah,
1: it's a, a cap of feel from beyond the grave. <laughs> cap of feel from beyond the grave. <laughs>
0: Roz didn't get anything because he goes, "Oh, I know that you don't like this sentimental crap, and you'd probably just sell it anyway." And she's like, "He knows me
1: so well." well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun little uh, bit. I mean, the blow up doll is like the most cliche fucking sex addict joke of ever. But of hey, course. maybe it was new then. Maybe in, <laughs> maybe at the time that episode came out, it wasn't overdone yet. <laughs> Phil has the a good joke about like, Oh, like you really miss Dan, don't you? And he goes, Yeah, I've been burning a candle for him every day since he's been gone. <laughs> in he his pocket. His, <laughs> <laughs> in his pocket. He opens his shirt and he's got like a fucking smoking smoke coming out of his pocket. <laughs> I hope they find him soon. <laughs> and so you go back to the um the Eskimo family and you got jokes like where's your toilet paper? And he hands him an icicle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, old Eskimo joke. <laughs> when he does finally hear a plane overhead the flare gun yeah the flare gun he shoots <laughs> the flare gun up yeah you know, to, to signal the plane but what what does he actually do he shoots the plane down with the flare gun. <laughs> which, which basically contains the local doctor
0: yeah they do the whole they're watching from a distance because it's sitcom you don't have budget right so right. it's almost like a married with children moment where they're 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 all watching something off screen and you watch their eyes follow the and you see the light flash.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah, you get the sound effects and then you have light flash, it's like oh
0: the poor man's plane crash.
1: Did you guys <laughs> see that
0: over there? It's crazy.
1: <laughs> but, yeah,
0: so the pilot shows up and he's got fucking busted ass hands from his and there's seems to be a little underlying joke about him being kind of like a sadomasochist where he likes pain. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of fun, which is a weird. It's, it's like, you know, like the one point where Dan like shakes his hand. Yeah, you know, like, you know, his hands are all bandaged up. Yeah, that, you know, that sent a, um, a thing like all the way up my uh, spine. I, yeah, that was good. Thanks. He goes, thanks. thanks.
0: Yeah, thanks for that. Because even when he falls, he says something like, I should be thanking you. He goes, I got to know what it was like to free fall well, from whatever God knows. Yeah, from whatever 15,000 height. feet. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, he, he kind of keeps thanking him every time he gets hurt. And you're like, there's a there's a real kinky side in here,
1: and and uh, what is it with the radio? It's like he takes a look at the radio, and it's got this big dent in it, and then he just kind of goes like this with his head, like like bends forward. And it's like, oh yeah, that that explains the headaches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of like a uh, Bill Murray in Little Shop of Horrors.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah hurt me like he's fucking. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite favorite movies. Okay, oh, great great movie. Best musical ever made, right? <laughs> Definitely up there. Uh, so then we get this whole bit about Kelly, who shows up, and she's this—you know, she's gorgeous. She's only twenty years old at this point. I knew her first movie, I believe, was Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Oh my
1: God! <laughs> Jason
0: Takes Manhattan.
1: Oh, that one. Oh,
0: um, but that oh. was even '89. This was '88. So this was even before that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she she. It's possible she was filming that at that point. So
0: this was her. Thir- according to IMDb, this was her third credit because I had to look her up when I, at first I didn't recognize her because she was so young. I was like, oh shit, that's Kelly Who, and, and she only and, had. I was gonna two say credits before this.
1: What, what 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 would people mainly know Kelly Who from?
0: I would say X Men Two as Lady Deathstrike probably.
1: Yes, yeah, Lady Deathstrike, which I know they've actually. She's expressed interest in if because uh, Marvel is talking about now some of the Fox properties they got back. That you know it's like, oh, you're you're gonna actually start seeing some of these characters again at some point. So she's like, Oh yeah, I'd love to do that again.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, most people know her from Friday the thirteenth, part eight. Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> so apparently she did um a couple episodes of Growing Pains. She was on three episodes of Growing Pains first. Mm-hmm. And then she did a show called Santa Barbara, which was, I think was a, a soap opera. Yeah.
1: yeah. Santa Barbara was a soap opera. And then
0: this. And then shortly after it would have been Friday the 13th. What an interesting early career. Growing Pains, Night Court, a soap opera, and then Friday the 13th. <laughs>
1: it's like... Uh, what, and then mo- ends up in years Most X-Men of these things are later. not like the other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, she's she's cute, though. You can see why Dan's into her. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But now what 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 happens, though, with with her character? She's, her appendix are about to burst. Right. And now, again, the doctor, his hands are shot because, you know, like fr- from the plane crash. So who's got to do the operation? <laughs> He's going to talk
0: Dan through the operation. Now, this is a thing where you go, they could have cut this. This is already a three part episode. Yeah. Why the fuck is the second half of part two all about some random operation that Dan now has to do?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. Go, I, I guess I guess it's to show like the like okay when when it all comes down to it, Dan can be a good person and do good things. But I will
0: say this: this is a, a, a another reason I chose this, these episodes is because this is a pretty stupid premise. Like the whole being stuck with the Esquil family and all this yeah. shit for a show that takes place in a courtroom.
1: Right? Yeah. It, what it's a just, weird fucking what bizarre. Yeah, you know, it's like okay. Well, where, where could, like if you're thinking of like a thing like this like oh what are other things oh probably places around manhattan or like somebody's apartment or something like it's like oh yeah no 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 we're in the arctic with eskimos
0: but my point being even when they come up with random goofy stupid shit like this the actual jokes are still really funny Mm. like the the moment to moment this moment to moment writing is so good like the quips and the little jokes even the insensitive eskimo random jokes are very funny.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and also what you also bring up the fact of okay you're going to go through this and it's like okay well we we got to throw the heart part in there too. And you you have it really in spades because you have the you know his, his uh coworkers them mourning him. Yeah, the mour- mourning him and then you also have him like having the conversation with God at the one point it's like yeah he does and, like
0: talk to the sky yeah
1: yeah it's like oh yeah like because you know, he's drinking uh what, what what's it, the uh doctor call it? it's like mo- moose wine or something or other. yeah it's like
0: a moonshine
1: yeah but he called it like moose wine yeah and and it's like oh it's like God you know if if, if you get me out of this I promised it yeah who am I kidding yeah like <laughs> yeah it's, I'll, it's, he's, I'll try to be better yeah Deal? I'll try to be something better like <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah, so this
0: is a. That's why I chose this episode is because it is so like out of the fucking. It's random. It is one of the most random episodes ever. Oh yeah. And for it to be divided into three parts. So he does the operation. She survives, and he's like, Oh, I'm, when, when you get better, I'm sending you a plane ticket to, to, New come York. to New York. I like the the large lady who, he like originally nursed him or whatever is like, Can I come too? And he goes, Yeah, I'll save you a spot in the fridge so you feel like you're at home. <laughs> And the uh, seal gives him shit. The seal, he's yeah. the seal's like, "rrr," and he goes, "I told you I'd write," <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which comes
1: back at the end of the episode, <laughs> of course. Yeah, the the, the, the last episode, last uh, scene.
0: So yeah, the third part basically is now they're having his actual funeral. Of course, this Dan Fielding's funeral is full of hookers and women and a whole cheer squad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And, and and you know his coworkers, yeah. That that's basically the whole makeup of you know the the group. And oh, that's one thing
0: I was going to ask you during the surgery scene. Did you catch the honeymooners reference?
1: Oh, wait. I'm, I'm trying to remember because there was something I, like I wanted to bring up.
0: He's he's getting ready to do the incision and he's doing the whole.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> the thing. Yes, yeah. I was going to say like the 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 Norton like. Uh...
0: Yeah. He's he like he doesn't want to cut her. He's got to do the surgery. He's got to cut her open. And he does it, and the guy goes, "That was great. That was great. How about we break the skin this the time?" <laughs> so he's like, ah, "He keeps doing it. And he's he just can't quite get himself to cut the skin." And he goes,
1: well, you hurry up already?" Yeah, because basically he is doing an Ed Norton of like, like the about, about to play piano about or about, the about the to swing in golf or yeah. something like that. Where I just he- thought
0: that was so funny considering <laughs> we just talked about that exact thing <laughs> in the Honeymooners episode. Go back and listen to that one two episodes ago.
1: But, but yeah. anyway, so
0: yeah, he comes to his own funeral, as they're all giving him the eulogy.
1: Yeah, but but well, of Harry course, is giving like them he, he's <laughs> all you know he he looks like somebody off like a like a a, a, a ship like like one of those like deadliest catch or something or other. That's what it looks like. Big beard and not long, but just like you know all bearded up and looking scraggly.
0: Is this also our second episode where the the funeral the person having the funeral is like alive? Wasn't the bird alive in the episode with the the odd couple?
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that like a sitcom trope where
1: I think we have so. a funeral and
0: then they show up? Did you ever watch? You didn't watch Las Vegas, right?
1: No, I didn't.
0: There was an episode of that where I think it was uh, Tom Selleck's supposed to be dead, and he shows up at his own funeral. <laughs> It's it's a thing. It's a TV thing. I think.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Definite trope. And you know what? There are certain tropes that Night Court does reuse. There, there, there is a, a couple of things, and we'll go into that too, which is kind of funny. Well,
0: we talked about the hand, they're already handcuffed together in the other episode.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. They <laughs> now you got people together. showing up at their own funeral. There's another one. Well, they, there were two episodes. what, you, what they used the snowed in. Like, okay, they're stuck mm-hmm. in court. One was a Christmas Eve episode. And then there was, like, just another one It's like, oh, yeah, you know, large snowstorm, you know, can't get out. There's, like, 10-foot snow drifts.
0: I just thought of two that I watched that are very sitcom tropes. Uh, Roz and Dan get stuck in the elevator. Okay. With two sumo wrestlers, which is a pretty funny episode. <laughs> and Dan is the one who's, like, sniveling and crying, and Roz is talking him through it. But, of course, when they get saved, he's got to look like the hero, you know. Right. And Roz lets him. It's like her little yeah he was great you know and then there's the pregnancy one every show has a fucking oh we're stuck with a pregnant woman yep this one they have an entire courtroom of pregnant women <laughs> and i think it's an earthquake and they get stuck in the courtroom <laughs> and all the women go into labor labor at the same time <laughs> which actually there was a season one episode where a woman gives birth to in the court because so no, it was season three because Florence had to deliver the baby. Help oh, deliver the baby. Okay.
1: Damn. Yeah, they, they do a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, so they did reuse certain tropes.
0: Mm-hmm. But I mean, you were on nine years. You're gonna run into some of them, right?
1: Yeah, but but again, as long as you do it well, mm-hmm. it can be forgiven. If it's just like okay, you just need to rely on something because you're just running out of material and it's no good. What was the
0: Fresh Prince one? Wasn't he stuck in a
1: cab with a pregnant woman or
0: something? He had to give... I think so. <laughs> something like that. Every sh- I feel like every show definitely has that one. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the Pregnant yeah, the... woman going into labor randomly and mm-hmm. wherever the fuck you are. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so this final episode, he shows up at his own funeral. Um, there was some, some good jokes from Harry up there about the... He's trying anything like, oh, Dan was a good guy. And the hookers are like, no, not really. <laughs> you know, like,
1: uh, He was. Uh, no, he, he was. He no. was. <laughs> he was tall. They're like, oh, tall, yeah, yeah. He, was.
0: he was tall. He goes, well, I'll uh, go more in depth on the height thing later.
1: <laughs> and and I, I love uh, earlier when they were trying to go over stuff. Bull brings up a fact to Harry. It's like. He was a mammal. He was a mammal. Yeah. It's like, and at one point, Harry in the uh, thing gives us like Dan was um, he was a mammal. <laughs>
0: yeah, and Bull goes, "That was mine."
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: such a good show. Um, I I think especially once you get that season four there, your cast is firing at all cylinders. Right. And there is a lot of, especially with Dan, a lot of that Archie bunker. You don't have to say the joke. Dan can give a look as well. Yes. Carol O'Connor was big for that. He could just... Once he was so established, he didn't have to say the horrible racist thing anymore. No. He would just look at the camera or look at the other character and you knew what he was thinking. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that with Dan, um, with the innuendos, the sexual jokes. Yes, the
1: sexual innuendos with his character. Yeah. Definitely. And this, this is why also he won four awards. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no more don't give me any fucking more <laughs> yeah that's enough <laughs> stop <laughs> stop nominating me <laughs> he's coming back for the reboot yes yeah like uh him um I'm, I'm gonna say also uh well uh what's her name is going to be playing the uh, daughter of harry right i think uh um, and
0: christine yeah those are both her and, parents i guess right
1: um what the hell's her name she plays Bernadette on The Big Bang Theory, and I'm yeah, gonna... I know
0: her from that movie, The The Bronze, which is kind of yes, funny.
1: Yes, but she, yeah, she's going to be the, um, uh, the, the the new judge. Which yeah, so like nepotism
0: can just get you a court uh, judge seat now? <laughs> How does that work? Oh, just because your father was a judge here once. It will air on NBC 2022 to 23. Uh, Melissa Rock, Roch. thank you. She's also an executive producer. it Looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. I'm excited to see where it goes. I really hope they bring back Bull and Roz and all the others that are still around.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, th- yeah. Those those are really the only two. So you, you might mm-hmm. as well bring back
0: Lana at this point. She's still alive, and she give her another go. There, there we go. <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, a- I, I think yeah, Roz and Bull are pretty much yeah the only ones of the main cast that are left. Yeah, and they haven't said
0: anything with them yet that I know of. Now, maybe there's bad blood, though, because I know the show, when they canceled it, they kind of fucked them over. Mm. There was a thing with season eight was supposed to be the the last season, so they tied up a lot of people's storylines, and then the the network forced them to do season Mm. nine, and I think the the showrunner and creator had already left, maybe even earlier than season eight. So they were like, well, we're going to milk it one more year, come back, do another season, and then... They didn't even give them a finale. They didn't tie up anything in the ninth season because there was, I think at that point they were hoping to sell it to another network and get some back end money. Like, Oh, we'll sell it here. You can make more. We're done with it, but you can do something. So we don't want to close it. We've used it up here right here. But then they didn't even do that. And basically told everyone be out by tomorrow. God, like they showed up. They, I think they got like a memo. It was like, all right, get all your shit and be out of the office by tomorrow. We're done. That that sucks. After nine years of a, a very successful show, I know that that that's scary. So you almost got to be like, oh, I'm surprised anybody came back. To be honest with mm-hmm. yeah. you, not like Laroquette needs the money. He's been no, around. Forever. I was gonna he's say you know because he's done a lot of other things. So <laughs> right. And then the last episode was in season eight, I believe, Day Court.
1: Yeah. And I love the fact of in this episode, <laughs> Roz. Oh yes,
0: this one is very funny, and it's it's a very simple premise. I mean, I'm surprised it took them eight seasons to do something like this. Right. Where they're like, hey, we have to, There's something wrong with the the judge in the morning shift. We have to do the nine to five shift tomorrow. So you get to see all the the characters. Uh, you kind of get to see a little bit of what their days are like. Mm-hmm. you you know you got Marky uh, Marky Mark, post as Christine heard her husband are having issues so they're going to counseling right you got Bull Bull who apparently runs an ice cream truck during it, the day
1: it, it, it's fr- uh, of fr- frozen fr- yogurt fr- frozen strudel
0: frozen strudel <laughs> Dan is just not a fucking morning person he's like man I'm usually still in bed, bed right bed. now <laughs> and a half hour later I'm going home, home. <laughs> but yes the best of all of them is Raz, who is the grouchy, gruff bailiff,
1: right? No but, nonsense in that, and that. But during the day, it's she's like, a day person. Good she's morning, a, everyone. <laughs> Would good you more, like Look what, at the beautiful sunshine. <laughs> and what does what she? Hey, ginger, not ginger snaps. Uh, ginger cookies. She makes or? cookies for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like what? <laughs> like everyone's kind of like taken aback. It like it's like wait, are, are are you like are you on some? Like is there something in the cookies? Is there something? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I yeah, it's so funny to see her play so chipper and happy, and they're all just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> but you get a lot of Harry. Harry's just, like, excited that he doesn't have to deal with bar fights and hookers anymore. He's got, like, traffic tickets and shit.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's just like a piece of cake for him. And, and He's like, we have a constitutional t- issue? We never get these at night. <laughs> and uh, the, the other thing is you have these two old guys... That are there every day. Like, you know, this is their entertainment. They they come to, you know, municipal court in the daytime as, and like, I, bet, entertainment. I bet
0: you this is a real thing. I bet you there are old fuckers who are like their oh, yeah. entertainment. They don't sit home and watch TV. They go to the fucking courthouse and watch. Now, do you know those those old guys do appear in later episodes and they're in one of the last episodes. And I think it's the one that was meant to be the like the finale. Oh, uh, OK. Where they actually end up being aliens, <laughs> and they take Bull to Venus with them, because <laughs> there's like there's a two-parter, and then there's a random an- another episode, and then it's the end of the series. But the two-parter really feels like it was kind of like meant to be like the season ender, mm-hmm. and then the end of that one, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna take you home with us, Bull." And he's like, "We're going to Venus." He's like, oh, am I gonna like be your leader or something? And he's like, no, but you will reach high stuff for us. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, literally, that's how cartoony this show gets. They literally dissipate in like light and like mm-hmm. go to an
1: alien planet. It's like You're like, like, like the Star Trek t- uh, tele- uh, transporter type of uh right. <laughs> effect. They
0: did that on here too. Remember that with the Star Trek courtroom mm-hmm. episode? The uh, there was like a bunch of Trekkies, <laughs> and literally they beam themselves out of out the fucking courtroom. courtroom. So yeah, this show gets fucking crazy, dude.
1: Yeah, but but also during the daytime, the cafeteria is actually like like an upscale restaurant. It's like <laughs> oysters Rockefeller and like all these things.
0: Yeah, Dan tries to go into the cafe and he's got a fucking. Like, well, you have a reservation, sir? You know. He's like, what the hell? He's like, they're telling me I need a reservation for the cafeteria. He's like, we call it the Blue Room during the day.
1: Yeah, and, and they it's like got a band, a major D. Yeah, and 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 Mac comes. And it's like yeah, it's like. Did you know that? You know, like like uh, Dan's telling him. Did you know that they, they have? Yeah, you know, it's like you have to get a reservation. It's like, it's like oh reservation for uh, Mac. <laughs> oh, it's like yeah. oh come come this way, sir. <laughs> oh, and yeah, so they, and, and guest.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they have like a lounge singer who Jack, uh, Jack Jones. I had to Jack look Jones, up. He yeah. was an actual singer. I like, guess big in the '60s. He had a, a song that. What he saying, Bewitched, on there.
1: I think so. And and he's and he's basically singing most of it to Dan.
0: Dan's just you know taken aback by everything being so nice in the cafeteria, and he goes, "Let me see that salad."
1: He looks at, it and he goes, "That salad's green, and that meat's uh, not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That lettuce is green, yeah, yeah. and the meat is not. <laughs> and then, and then uh the, the the guy at the uh con- the convenience uh uh stand there. Which I think
0: that's the same guy who works the night shift. Yes. So that
1: guy, that guy must work a lot of fucking hours. Yeah, because it's actually hilarious. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like I, I didn't expect to see you here. Like you're usually there at night. It's like he goes, I'm here at night. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's blind.
0: <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah, he said something along that line. What are you doing here during the day? And He goes, it's day or something. Shit like that. Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> that that char- that character changed a lot too throughout the show. That whoever ran the concessions. Yes. In the Florence seasons, there was a big guy that had, like, I think an accent who was dating her, kind of.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, well, Florence and also Selma, too. There was the... Same guy, dated both. Well, that poor schmuck couldn't catch a break. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I I guess I should start dating them because (laughs) they're dropping here.
0: They should have asked Roz that in the interview. No, are you going to fuck the concessions guy, too? (laughs) I'd fuck them all to get here. I don't care. (laughs) But, yes, this is a very funny episode, and, of course... They're, they're like enjoying their first sunset together.
1: Yeah. And the, <laughs> the, the, this thing is great where all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow. you're like, you're like kind of like all enjoying it. And then as the sun is going down, what happens?
0: Roz turns back into her old self. Basically, <laughs> it's like, well, that's it. The day is done. And she goes, get your hands off, off me. me. <laughs> or I break them or some shit like that. <laughs> Which is, I I love a good cartoony character change. It's basically, she's like a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> the moment the sun sets, she goes back to being a bitch. <laughs> These later seasons too, we get that, um, the stenographer character who's kind of like the ditzy New Yorkery voice. She was in 46 episodes, all of season eight and nine.
1: L- Lizette, uh, L- Lizette something or other.
0: She's kind of funny. I don't know that she adds a whole lot that we needed to the show, but she's kind of funny. No. And hey. she has that later romance with, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, I believe. Yes. I think they date later in the ninth <laughs> season.
1: Yeah, but, but I remember the one point, like, she she said something stupid, and, like, Roz is, like, j- just gave her money. It's like, get a clue.
0: <laughs> she goes, how do you get here?
1: <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: Where? To work. <laughs> She's, like, baffled by what a <laughs> moron she is. Of of the three that we discussed, what would you tell people to watch?
1: Let's see. The, the, the Danny Get Your Gun was a great one, you know, but it is, again, three-parter. So, if you want to It's just- Night Court the movie, guys. You get an hour and a half. <laughs> exactly. It. If, if you're going to go for, like, something to just to get you right in there, yeah, I think The Sun Like It Hot was actually a good one to give you, really, the building blocks of what this show is about. I think yeah. that's a great place to start. You get to see, okay, yes, it's not oh, the, no. the, 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 full, the, the full, all the characters that you're going to see in the later uh, seasons, <laughs> like, you know, like, from four on, but... It is going to give you a a taste of what the main group is going to be like.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the reboot. And I'm I'm wondering if it's going to have as much heart. If you don't have Harry around. yeah, Actually, Roz Roz does do a lot of heartfelt stuff in this show. But if you just have Dan, and Dan does have heart, but it's usually drawn out by Harry or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I'm interested to see if they're going to go straight up. Raunch. What can you get away with with Dan these days?
1: Yeah, yeah, like yeah. How how is that going to be balanced?
0: Imagine Dan in the world of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. It's a character that it's it doesn't really seem ripe for 2022.
1: Well, we'll we'll see what it comes out as. Like if if he seems to be the same character, but maybe hopefully not too toned down or. Like, like, has he changed some of his ways as he's gotten older?
0: Is but, he married? They're never gonna have him married, right? They're gonna—he's they, got to be singled for the show to right.
1: work, right? Or you know, like, maybe he was uh, married for a short time, and like, and, and now it's like, oh no, no, he's back into the single life. But now he's an older guy.
0: Do you like the um, mm. the whole Harry Christine thing where they they never really got together?
1: Yeah, that, that that was the one thing like I that, will was, say that it was kind of like, you know, th- there's been a lot of shows where you like you have these characters and they're forced together mm-hmm. with with these two. It's not that they're forced together, but it's like we never got a satisfying like, OK, it's
0: a will they won't they from the moment she shows up.
1: Yeah, will they won't they? And from they from
0: the, I think they kiss once like they have a, yeah. a night where she's kind of drunk and vulnerable and she kisses him or something. But then they immediately like. Yeah. distanced themselves from it and then i know in the i think it was around season seven end of that she got pregnant in real life right so they ended up they wrote it into the show and i think that's where the whole husband thing came from
1: yeah the guy uh what was it tony uh yeah they just husband. like
0: they quick like made her oh a guy i used to know showed up and i got pregnant and now we're getting married and that kind of halted the whole harry her thing and it was just because she got pregnant in real life right so i i don't know so it is weird that we never really got that in this show. And in the remake, the reboot now, we're going to have their daughter.
1: Right. So yeah, it's now the assumption at some point they got together unless, you know, it was like a. Uh, well, On the
0: 30 Rock episode, they get married.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so maybe if, do that,
0: we, we want to count the... 30 Rock as canon?
1: <laughs> there we go. I guess, the I guess 30 30 Rock, we'll have
0: to. <laughs> the 30 Rock Night Court episode where Mac marries them <laughs> is now canon because they have a daughter, right? And, there we go. Why was their their daughter would have had to have been alive at that point though for her to be that old I was gonna she say yeah to she wasn't a... at their wedding rude mm.
1: <laughs> how yeah. dare you 30 yeah. rock yeah. not think yeah. that far I, ahead how, how do you explain that out you know like uh <laughs> to, to wait to see the new they're episodes. just gonna go okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love bull like
0: I love everybody on the show I I don't know, man. If we were to re rank all of our shows, we talked about favorites. This is going to be up. This would be up there.
1: Definitely, yeah, de- definitely. Th- this is in the the, the top couple. <laughs> well, to 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 uh, you know, bring up some like you know, great great uh, things. Well, what's her name? Uh, Ellen Foley, who played you know Billy, the the public defender in season two. You know, if you don't remember her as Billy on Night Court, there is something you may remember her as. She was also a singer. In fact, she was the female singer on Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf, the recent Christmas yeah, Meatloaf.
0: That was weird when you mentioned, mentioned me that the other day. Yeah. What it's, it
1: was like, w- wh- what?
0: <laughs> oh, we also got to say RIP fucking Louis Anderson now, too. Yeah. Meatloaf, Louis Anderson. It's like, Jesus. I watched his, um, I think I sent you the pilot of the Louis Anderson show, The Louis Show.
1: Oh Louis Show, yeah! Like, it only
0: lasted one season, but there, uh, that's the only episode I saw that was on YouTube. So I watched that, and he, he was a funny guy. I oh, oh, I like, was never like never went out of my way to watch anything Louis Anderson, but I remember like Life with Louis when I was a kid. Yes,
1: yeah. I was gonna say the Loved animated that. show, and and then also just like whenever he had a uh, a stand up special or if he was just on a talk show, he was a very likable guy.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, coming to America and coming to America too, he came back for yes. it and very funny in those was he like the only white guy in that fucking movie i
1: think <laughs> and uh, coming to america yeah i think i think he was the the oh well no 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 well <laughs> it depends how you put it because remember the guy in the barbershop the, the 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 old jewish guy oh right but the old jewish guy that was played was eddie by eddie murphy eddie murphy, <laughs> <laughs> eddie murphy yeah <laughs> it's like uh, wait hold on yeah yeah so i guess yeah louis anderson was <laughs> he's in white face it's fucking racist yeah, yeah. So yeah, R.I.P. to b- both of them.
0: I said it was weird. I was watching. I was watching the Louis show, and I, of course, I have my eBay store, right? And they mentioned, um, fuck, I forgot the name of the city. Anyway, they mentioned some city, and I was like, "Isn't that, is that Minnesota? Where's Andy?" I was like, yeah. "Where's Louis Anderson from?" So I Google where Louis Anderson's from, and then something sold on my eBay store that was shipping to that exact same city in Minnesota.
1: That's scary. I was like,
0: <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's just just as weird as you know. Like we're doing this uh, episode on uh, Night Court and you know, Ellen Foley. Oh wait, she was the female singer in uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Oh, with Meatloaf, weird. who just also just died. So yeah, they and there were some definitely you know w- w- weird uh, things going on, and uh, yeah, definitely a great show to watch for the cameos, you know, for the little guest stars. There's yeah, this tons is of this them. is the
0: perfect. A perfect setup for a rotating door of great guest stars and the moment there's a, a case you're bored with guess what it's gone soon so yep you yep. never have to like feel like oh, oh they're gonna this keep again doing this shit yeah or it's not person? six people in a room like most sitcoms it's nope six people plus god knows who else and they, they always add a new flavor to it uh, i think it's i think this is a perfect setup for a show
1: it is. It, it really is a great recipe for a sitcom. Yeah, it's ama- and you get fucking Wiley Coyote to show up. So <laughs> yeah, any any show that can get <laughs> Wiley Coyote to show up. Y- Anytime y-
0: you can get Wiley Coyote and fucking Johnny Carson, I'm in.
1: Yeah. And and then actually have Gilbert Gottfried as a re- recurring person in like in a season, you're you're good in my book. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. <laughs> As Jay says, <laughs> if it ain't fixed, don't broke it.
0: Well, thanks, everyone. We're going to cover next week uh, or two weeks from now, we're going to be doing Mary Tyler Moore show because we've also lost fucking all of that cast now. Right. Yeah. And b- then b- after b- that, b- we're planning on...
1: N- n- uh, nineteen. Twenty <laughs> 2021, we lost three of them. <laughs> so... Yeah, and then b- after that, we're
0: going to do Full House. Correct. So... People need to stop fucking dying so we can catch up and, like, appreciate your work, man. This is crazy.
1: Right, yeah. yeah, We we don't want to do it, like, all, like, in memoriam. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. We we, want to do it more like, oh, you know, this person was really funny. And, hey, you know, I think they're on a new sitcom now. Or they're they're doing something else besides dying. (laughs) Yes. So.
0: So, if you're listening to this and you want to check out Nick, your Twitch here is netnick191.
1: That is correct. And if you want to check out Jay, you are Bidwell Fog.
0: Bidwell Fog. We're on Facebook kids. Facebook.com slash sitcommyface. Twitter sitcommyface. Just basically get over here and sitcom my muffin face. <laughs> <I see laughs> Gmail. Okay. Uh, well, sitcommyface at gmail.com.com. Gmail.com. Com. Come play. If you want if you got a show you want us to cover, let us know for sure. I had one buddy tell me, he goes, even when I don't know the show, he goes, I feel like you guys make me want to watch the show. And he goes, except for that one. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, I know which Let, one let me Let me guess which one. Uh, let's see. It wasn't Friends. It wasn't uh, Bob Newhart show. Was... Yeah, eight I'm guessing rules. it was Eight
0: Simple Rules. <laughs> the only people that watched that show were Eight Simple Fools.
1: <laughs> so, of course, I got my face. Yeah. I, I've, I've been Nick Franco and... I've been Jay Bidwell, and hopefully you will sit, sit calm on my, my face. face.